This week, the number one show on Netflix was Don't Look Up. Hey, Justin. <laughs> yes, Dave. <laughs> why are people watching this? I don't know, Dave, but let's figure it out. Wow. Yes. So um, here we are. Sort of in studio. Sort of back Ash again. Ashley it. and I are in studio. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is on our lawn again. Wait, He's... I think we're giving ourselves away, Justin. Yeah, because as, <laughs> as always, two of us two of us have had COVID and one of us has not. So I guess this setup might tip tip people off as to which two it is. Because it was so, you know, so obscure unclear. before. We yeah. really kept it under wraps. Under wraps, but yeah. so, so two of us did have COVID. One has not yet had the COVIDs. One of us is outside... <laughs> On my lawn next to a little Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. so nice I of really you to appreciate do that. this. Was a nice little touch. Yeah, and the temperature <laughs> is dropping. Like it is getting chilly. Yeah, it's anyway. nice out here though. It's pleasant. Yeah. Good. So, um, so that's the that's our situation, and we all watched. Um, don't look up. We did. Hell um, yes, we yes did. we did. Oh and, boy. Um, it, apparently a lot of people are really into this. Like I had people who wanted to be on this show, but oh. we couldn't accommodate them because yeah. they wanted to talk a lot about it. Yeah. So it's up to the three of us. It, to figure this thing out. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm ready. This was a real <laughs> cheer fest for sure. Yep. Oh yep. my god. Well, let's uh, let's listen to the Official. the Netflix synopsis. Hear okay. it. Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy Earth. Comic or comet. comet? It sounded like I said comic. But did you I say did comic? Say, I did like say a low... comet. I think there was a bit of extra saliva. In like the mind. flash <laughs> is, is dipping low into the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, low, yeah. Are they low level astronomers? I don't like that. I don't that. think they like are. As someone I, pointed I out, like. Are we, a... are we still saying mankind as well? <laughs> Does it say mankind? mankind? It says mankind. Oh, no, Netflix. What's oh, going no. on, Netflix? Wow, oh, there's no. a lot of shade and, and wrongness in that synopsis. I agree. Okay, well then what about <laughs> our own synopsis? Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. Um, I don't know if I should go first. I have uh, broken from my self-diagnosed uh, tradition of short synopsis. Oh, you've got a long one. Okay. I got a real long well, one. Well, I'll just do, I have a short-ish one. Okay. So I'll just do that. Do it. If you are working in the field of science communication, this is a painful, painful film to watch. <laughs> a satire to be sure, but man, does it hit close to home. I laughed like you laugh at a funeral. <laughs> that is a relatively short one. Justin, we flipped for this yeah, week. I like so it. So there you go. <laughs> I have laughed at funerals, by the way. Okay. Wow. It's awkward, but okay. necessary it's, sometimes. That's, you're that guy. I'm that guy in the you're back. that guy. Yeah, remind me to not invite you to my funeral. <laughs> You're not gonna care. <laughs> Your wife oh, might be kind of sad if I'm. I'm like, ah, that Dave, he's dead. You can come. <laughs> you can come to mine. I, I'd be all right with some laughter. All right. So who's got a better, longer, angrier synopsis? Or uh, mine is not angry, oh, but okay. it's long. Well, go I? for it. All right. Well, let's hear it. Okay, everyone, <laughs> buckle, buckle up. I don't think you've done a long one. This could no, be interesting. No, this is the first long one. All right. So imagine you're all set up for an evening in with your loved ones, a nice alcoholic bevy, and a big bowl of popcorn, ready for a fun, lighthearted comedy along the lines of Anchorman, or maybe an eye-opening smart person flick like The Big Short, and you see Don't Look Up, a 
comedy, also written and directed by Adam McKay, with a star-studded cast, including Meryl Streep and the hunky Leonardo DiCaprio. What a fun night, you might be thinking. Cut to the end of the night, where you're curled up naked on the floor of the shower having a panic attack over the state of the world and how we're all going to die because we've collectively killed our planet, and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. And that's what you have to look forward to with this fantastically acted and directed movie okay wow. is that what happened to you <laughs> i so sorry will not say wow. it sounded like that was a from a real place what a miserable new year you had oh man that's sad oh it was, that so was this horrible. one got to you then oh my god so you weren't one of these immune to it people <laughs> i was doing really good until the very end and then it was like the last half an hour of the movie i was like oh fuck oh man <laughs> all right let's see about affected dave i'm curious to see how this guy got to- okay I believe it was some famous scientist that coined the term prognostic myopia to describe the seeming paradox of human intelligence that allows us to conceptualize the long-term threats to our existence, yet has us making life decisions based mostly on our short-term needs and desires. Don't look up. Is this phenomena in action? It's a gentle reminder that in spite of all our intellectual gymnastics on the matter, we all die alone. And the best we can hope for is to be with the ones we love. Also, Jonah Hill is great at insults. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, prognostic. That Dave, good. that's funny that you wrote that. Yes. Because I ended up writing a blog post from, or a newsletter post on that exact uh, psychological concept of prognostic. Oh. You are, in fact, that Ooh. famous scientist. That I, yeah, because that that that, that's my term for this psychological phenomenon. Okay. So, anyway, so yeah, um... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, you know what, Dave? I think you're better at my field of expertise than I am. <laughs> like, I think I should just hand over the reins of my career to you. Well, I think this was very timely because you know I just finished. Uh, you know, you you'd gone over your your stuff with me, and I was like, okay. And then this thing is almost just like that in action. It really, it really is. That that, that yeah. So I ended up writing about that specifically because, oh like, God. as I pointed out in my synopsis, like I. I haven't really, I don't really talk about it on this podcast, but like I am a science communicator. That's what I do. Like yep. science things and then like sort of popularizing science. And so that's what this movie is really about. Yep. And I know from the science nerd Twitter, everyone who's, who works in science communication in any form is, is, is like, yep. this was hard to watch. This is my <laughs> life. This is exactly what I, and so I feel like, I don't know who this movie necessarily is for. I mean, we can get into that later on, yeah. but like, it's definitely <laughs> most like it really it really rung the bell of a lot yeah. of people working in science communication. So like yeah. everyone in that field responded to this movie. I was reading an article actually in the in the Guardian and they um um they had uh, a bunch of different people and they, they were discussing it but climate scientist uh, what was his name Peter I wrote it down Peter Kalmus. Yeah, that's right. He wrote remarked, that Guardian article. Yeah, the the movie Don't Look Up is satire but speaking as a climate scientist doing everything I can to wake people up and avoid planetary destruction. It's it's also the most accurate film about society's terrifying non-response to climate breakdown I've seen. So I think this is getting a lot of good feedback from the science From science, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, and I know my understanding is that people either really like this or really hate this movie, both critics and the public. Interesting. The critics are like, it's not a well-made movie. Uh, mm. and, we, and and some of the public is pushing back on it mm. because of the messaging in it and all that. So I just, I wonder how your average Joe, like, <laughs> well, let's see how mo- three average, somewhat average Are we Joes average Joe? 
I don't Joes know. and jo- Josettes. Are we and, sub-average Joes? Know, who's <laughs> sub-average sub- Let's see yeah. our three sub-average <laughs> Joeish yeah, people. I'm very excited to hear what you guys th- think about this. I, oh I, had a, I really enjoyed this film, and it, may, it certainly was more poignant for me because of the amount of recognizability there was in yep. the in the science communication issue all right all right Let's so so this was okay i guess this was okay i guess could have been a lot better but also worse oh boy leo wow okay <laughs> Did you think Leo looked good in this? Oh, wait. I have an exact... I I have it written down. Okay. So, as it turns out, as it turns out, the hair, makeup, and wardrobe departments of this movie collaborated to make DiCaprio's character look as bland and sexless as possible. So, they purposefully went out of their way to make Leo look absolutely terrible in this movie. I was going to say, because he... He's like very he looked very frumpy. Well, that was the point. And the facial hair was not. <laughs> wor- I mean, that initial facial hair was ridiculous. But um, okay. But nonetheless, for some reason, you got hot and bothered by his frumpiness. He was great as a hot and frumpy scientist. I just, I just, he was, he was awesome. I All loved right. it. I loved it. And apparently, he actually. I'm getting into my trivia. I shouldn't get into my trivia. But That's just right. a little one is that he actually went and talked to. I wrote it down. Who was the person that he spoke to? Uh, a real life astronomer and film consultant, Amy Mainzer. Um, they had long conversations about the real math behind the movie, and he got about six months of education on orbital dynamics before filming this. So I just, he, he felt really. Properly sciencey, I liked it. Yeah, he was very <laughs> earnest too. Like his character came across, like he played that earnest very well. Like he was a be- true believer in this, you know, and he held on to it right to the end. Uh, yeah, I thought he was kind of recognizable as a kind of uh, science nerd person. Yeah. I think that was a character, including when he gets all caught up in the glam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what he is—he's a-, a known, like, passionate person about climate change. So I think a lot of that really comes out in what he's in his acting. Especially yeah. in that monologue where he has on screen with the at the so talk good. show. Yeah, it's it's neat because he like I was reading. Remember when uh, Christmas just happened and we were watching the Muppets Christmas Carol and there was all these <laughs> memes going around about um, what's his name there that who's the actor oh, Michael Caine playing yeah. Scrooge, but he playing it like you know deadly serious like a car crash serious and like (laughs) amongst all these Muppets right and I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio is doing that in this movie like he was not nodding and winking to the camera at all he was going full into this character played it deadly serious yep um, some of the other people like Jonah Hill are just doing their shtick yeah. uh, or being a bit silly. Or Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, right? But Leona, but DiCaprio was like, no, yeah. this is like a character I'm doing. And, and that so was, was Jennifer Lawrence. I have so to say, Lawrence, I, yeah. I have always been impressed by her. I've always liked what she's done. I, I just I just am a fan. Yeah. But this was good. This was just... Yeah. And so I liked that. Yeah. I liked it. I think it boosted the movie for him to have done it this yes. way. And the character was good. Okay, so we like Leo... We like Jen. We like Jen. Do we all like Jen? J-Law? I, I, there's one specific scene with Jennifer Lawrence that really got me. Is uh, It's near the beginning of the film. So they've, they've gone to the White House. They got booted out. They're sitting in the motel room. Yeah. And she's on the phone with her, like, her boyfriend who's like some, you know, vacuous kind of online <laughs> guy. And he's like running this story past her, like, you know, this new scandal that's erupted with the... the uh, the president's like nominee or whatever. So yep. she's like running it. Over. And there's this kind of look on her face where she's like watching TV. She's on her phone at the same time. 
and you can tell like her mind is totally on this comet and she's just having this realization and almost to me that encapsulated the whole thing like she saw how this was all going to play out yeah like and you could see that on her face i was like oh she just had this moment where like oh this is nobody's going to give a shit <laughs> yeah nobody's going to care because and that's and it, it just it was too i honestly i think you're right like leo and jen doing this so seriously I mean, it's not a comedy. As much as Adam McKay, he's known for his comedies and his political satire. Like, I, I don't, I almost don't even want to categorize this movie in either of those categories. It certainly didn't feel like a comedy. <laughs> and I, it, it is political satire, obviously, but it was just, oh, it yeah. was too intense. It was too I did, real. Although the, 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 the joke, the through joke about the general charging $10, <laughs> like that kept coming back. <laughs> I thought that was legitimately hilarious. That was, yeah. I, I, yeah like, that was right. just funny. Yeah. <laughs> really funny bit. You're right. Uh, there was right. so, like, the comedy in this was so, I think, I, I get what you're saying, Ashley, because it was too, it was so close to reality yeah. that it was, like, hurtful. <laughs> yes. But yet, I, when I went around, I went through it kind of a second time just to try to pick out the comedic bits, and there's yeah. so many of them. There's That's so many true. things. But they're so close to reality, like, especially, like, post- Trump with all the stuff that went on with oh Trump, like just oh going on all those scenes in the White House. Like she's, <laughs> they'd flash to a picture of like Nixon's in the background and like <laughs> her and Steven Seagal in a picture. You know, oh, just, I love the Steven Seagal. Oh my yeah. god, and, there was a jo lot of that. Jonah Hill's yeah. always like flicking his nose, like he's got the coke nose. He's yeah. like flipping his nose all the, and just like the fact that he's like he's her son. You know, and well, he's the chief Meryl, of staff. Can we just talk about Meryl Streep as Lady Trump? <laughs> Did we like her? As I, Trump? I really. I don't know. Meryl Streep is, is, is obviously she's amazing. She's a very, very talented actress. Mm -hmm. And she played it. I think I, I mean, I hated her by the end of the movie. So that was that, you know, that feels like how I feel about the real Trump. So, yeah. So uh, <laughs> emotionally speaking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have you... a question about Jonah Hill, though. OK. Because like, is he in the category of this is OK, I guess. So how did you guys feel about Jonah Hill? I think he's I think. I'd read some trivia as well that some that some of those scenes in the White House room, one of them they just sat there like for two days and he just like improved insults and stuff like yeah. that. Like a yeah. lot of that was all improv. I think he's in that little realm that he does. He's really good at that. Yeah. Um, and I think he just adds to the absurdity of all this. Like he's That's carrying true. around the nuclear codes and like a thirty thousand. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. a good little. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like just yeah. the the. It just hammers home as if you haven't already hammered it home enough. But he's that last bit of absurdity that just drives this point home. Like how yeah. this will never work, you know, as long Speaking as these Speaking of vacuous, people are yeah. Like he's, yeah. he, I guess he would, I guess that's also too real. Because I feel, I feel like he's too good of a representation of how little people care. Like that is that to me it was just it was I think it was the nail in the coffin for mm -hmm. for the entire point of this movie, which is that we just all I, yeah he stick our heads in the, the sand yeah and he's the other tone of the movie, which is like he's doing sticky nonsense stuff like you would have found in Anchorman yes or, right like yeah. he's doing that kind of Adam McKay silliness yeah um, whereas DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are doing like the deadly series so they're they're polar opposites in those meetings yeah. and so tonally the film in those for me was yeah. was weird because I'm like was. I, like 
they're being serious and he's being ridiculous. But maybe that's why the movie is so. Maybe that works because yeah. it pulls you in the, yeah. both of these directions. And it's trying and... to walk that sort of middle road between yeah. nonsense, Jonah Hill's nonsense. Yeah. And I like I I like Jonah Hill. He's funny, but he he, he sort of does a Jonah Hill shtick. Which All he just time. was, yeah. yeah which yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. doing in this movie. He and only it, has one character, and that's well. It, yeah. it harkens back, and sorry, Ashley, to Ryan Reynolds. You know, <laughs> like, just as Ryan Reynolds, he does yes. Ryan Reynolds. Hey, it's so, all right. Ryan so, Reynolds but, is good at what he does. Yeah, I think <laughs> so there's Jonah a, Hill. there was a place for him in this because there's a place. He's a person that would be in this. You yes, know? like he would be. Yeah. In this situation, that guy mm-hmm. that's so on the surface of everything. And, yeah. yeah, and and like he, and to me, it seems absurd. But at the same time, I wonder if the Trump White House itself at the time was filled with those kinds of people yes. for real, right? Yes. So like, <laughs> uh, see, this is this is again, this is starting to bring back some of the panic because it just it's too good. Like yeah. it's too well. There, close and I to agree home. that like it was it was serious. But like Dave, you watched it a second time. Like I, when I was watching it, I just started writing down the the dialogue jokes that I thought were funny. And there's just like, that's what my, this was okay, I guess, oh, thing is just of... joke after joke after joke, <laughs> which made me laugh. Like the shovels costing a lot of money. And then by the end, there's like advertising shovels for $600 or whatever. Yeah. Like um, that, oh, that was funny. Uh, there's so many lines that were funny to me mm-hmm. um, that I just kept writing down. And so I think the writing itself w- was funny. Yeah. Um, even though... It's like you're saying, like it's weird. They're trying to tonally be like, this is serious satire and, and trying to make you think. Like the final scene is yeah. is really sort of heart wrenching. But yeah. like, I know I read. And then some, they throw in the post credits scene, which is just slapstick <laughs> nonsense, right? <laughs> Apparently improvised by Meryl Streep. Uh, yes, yeah, so she's she was the one who came up with that idea, and yeah. I don't know if I liked that joke. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, and so the, it's this weird. Yeah. They're weaving in and out, and I think that's why some of the critics hated this. But I think that's the exact point that he was trying to make with this is that right now in society it's this horrible awkward in between of we know that we're fucking up the planet and we know that there are certain things we could do to fix it but also at the same time we're trying not to have existential crises you know 20,000 times in our, a day I, mean, I, and, I guess that's true even you know we're doing a funny podcast yeah and we're trying to crack jokes and we make people laugh that's what those those hosts are doing on that terrible talk show, right? Yeah. Like, we're just trying to keep it light. Yes. Like, we're also yeah. just trying to keep it light. But I know yeah. you were crying on the shower floor <laughs> at the same time. Now you're on a podcast joking about it. I know. And like, I guess you're right. That's reality. And well, that's, that's why. That's so... the whole prognostic myopia, right? <laughs> we're just like, because we know, you know, we're what else the, can you do in the face of this? Which is kind of what the last scene is like. They're sitting there in the face of this imminent destruction. They're talking about like how, how the, the pie tastes homemade and, how they, you know, the coffee's okay. You know, like, because that's all we, in the end, that's all we can do. Like, but that's even a, even for our own lives as individual people, the, like, we all, the humans, know that we will die one day, and yet here we are trying to eke out some comedy and have yeah. some nice pie yeah. with the inevitable, <laughs> you know, Realization the sword that, of Damocles. Yeah. It is hanging, like, we will all die soon, and then it'll be so absurd that we spent so much time concerned with pie, yeah. you would think. But at the same time, I guess, <laughs> How do what you the hell else live? are you supposed to do, yeah. right? And yeah. so that's what that final scene is. Like, it seems absurd, but it is how, hu- it is the nature of 
it is the human condition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when you boil it down, they're just they're with people. They're they're sharing time with people, which is really what we're just here to do. I which, think. And I think the 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 satire comes into play and works really well when they show when they show the the political ideology shit. The don't look up versus just look up and and like that that whole like that's the symptoms of of the failures of our society and how we're not actually doing what he ends up doing at the very end, which is spending time with the people we love, having those moments of realness, and we're getting lost in this, you know, the... the yeah. Poli- yeah. And I think one of the good things about this movie, like, we talk about them not listening to the scientists and that's sort of what they're, you know, or the being denying of, what, of reality. But I think one of the main messages is really the other plot line which is about this tech billionaire yes who's yeah. like you know I, I, he's so overconfident in that he knows his technology will fix these problems that we're creating so that we don't have to go we don't have you know we can still have these capitalist ideals we can make money off the comet and save everybody at the same time right this yeah. is yeah. like elon musk saying yeah. like it's okay we can all go to mars soon like <laughs> or other people who are you know technophiles who'll be like of course humanity will engineer a problem to climate change we're yeah. very confident in that it's Whereas, just another way out though really it's just another kind of illusion out it's as another opposed, denial as opposed yeah. to denial it's like well we'll just we're going to do this but right and n- so th- none of the thing there's a lot of things that aren't factored into that that just get left out of that equation yeah, really. and, yeah. Then it'd be, and it seems ridiculous and delusional which is what this guy seemed to us and yeah. of course he was wrong in the end and i think that is actually one of the more important messages yeah. of the movie is that like if left to its own devices, if we just let the market decide, determine, uh, determine on the future of the <laughs> oil and gas industry, we're all like fucked. we'll all die. Because <laughs> of course they'll go to COP26 and send their representatives and try and yeah. stop. And so like that's, I think one of the main messages of this is these this billionaire capitalist mindset is yeah. what they're addressing. Yeah. And I think people, like, of course that's an obvious <laughs> message. It's not yeah. like subtle or anything. But I think that's one of the more poignant messages of this movie is yep. like those ideas are what are hamstringing us from taking real action and in this movie yep. it, you know he literally turns the rockets around that we're going to save everybody <laughs> yes. to make money and that's a, a, it's ridiculous but it also rings true you and know? and what i thought was really great was um the the moment where uh where the rest of the world has gotten together to try and address the issue mm-hmm. and uh, and it spectacularly fails uh but the the fact that um that they've pulled that out they've they've like this is entirely about america it's focused solely on american ideology and politics and and how americans would react to the situation um but they did kind of get that jab in of oh yeah well we're just going to do it by ourselves we're not going to bring in anybody else no one else can contribute or help with this it's like operation american savior or something (laughs) exactly yeah so i like that they satired that as well like so it was like team america you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, that was it was kind of like my wife was from the Netherlands. She was like, "What the hell?" As if like Europe wouldn't try and solve it on their yeah, own. And exactly. of course they did mention later on, "Oh, Europe and all their stuff blew up on the tarmac," I guess. Yeah. But I'm like, I assume that was cuz they were sabotaged by America. <laughs> by I, by what's his name? Elon Musk. The Elon Musk guy. Yeah. Oh, did we like that guy by the way? I forget the name of the actor, very famous actor. I thought it, I thought he was really well played. Like uh-huh. the guy, I just thought it was like, yeah, that's exactly what this person would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kind of like odd. Like when they do the inter- introduction at the very first and he's in- introducing his new phone, like bash life phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and, you know, they say no sudden movements and no like yeah. don't, you know, don't make any loud noises. When it comes yeah, to- <laughs> yeah. 
I, I guess Elon Musk also has a lot of odd teams. Like Quark Zuckerberg, Quarks, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, he's, I think he's a very Zuckerberg uh, yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, so um, I guess I guess they've done a good... Obviously, he makes my skin crawl, but that was the point of the character. So. <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, when she's on the gunship announcing that they're going uh, to tackle this problem to make this big announcement. <laughs> and like, and it's, and it was, it was, it looked just like when George Bush did the mission accomplished yeah. thing. And, and then the, the fireworks are going off and the in the fireworks background. Are, and it seems, it seems so ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, it's almost indistinguishable from, from any reality. presidential announcement, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's, or it's even a, these, these missions, right? Like, you know, Operation American Freedom, like uh -huh. the guy they chose, and then he's up in the space shuttle and he goes on this like racist rant. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and I like that joke, like he's just a different generation. Yeah, he's just oh a different God. generation. It's like I've, I've said that oh. about so many older <laughs> racist people that I'm, I'm, I'm not apologizing for them, but I'm just trying to explain them. I'm like, well, yeah. he's 85, so yeah. like, he just doesn't know better. Justin, yeah. I have a question for you. How did you feel? And this was one on my likes, but I liked it. it had a documentary feel. And how did you like those breakaways to like, you know, a hippopotamus, you know, or like a, uh, I like like a hummingbird that. or whatever. So yeah. you kind of get this vibe like oh, the animals have no clue that any of this is happening. We're running around like chickens with our heads cut <laughs> off and they're just like living their life right up to the exact and, and I know yeah. I I, I, well, I like that filmmaking style. It reminded me a bit yeah. of The Big Short, which I really really like The Big yes. Short. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, it's an interesting point in that it's a bit about what I was writing about in my newsletter post. There is yeah. that humans are are the only species that can understand this concept of the far future and understand what six months would even mean, yes. let alone can find a comet through a radio telescope <laughs> and calculate that it's going to hit the earth. Right. The like countdown. there's simply other species. Like it's not, it's, an, it's not controversial to say that there's no other species that can do that. Yeah. Um, which is interesting in the sense that <laughs> even though we d can do that, in this movie, they still didn't stop the comet from hitting yeah. the Earth, even though they could have. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. because of these problems. Like, you know, our root biology is like every other species yeah. who's not really designed to do a good job of fixing long-term problems, right? And so so we didn't, in the end, we were hamstringed by this. We didn't the, overcome our humanity. No, because our way. biology yeah. is all about the here and now. Yeah. And, you know, the don't look up and all these denial things that it stopped us from doing anything, even though we were the only species that could have done anything. We're just How like the hummingbird. We're like, oh, look, there's a flower over there. But there's a flower over there. Let's go over there. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. So, in the, in the, so yeah, yeah this, this comet was not our fault, yet it destroyed us. And it, it, it could have saved us. And that's an interesting, interesting. message as well. Because, like, the cutting to those hummingbirds and mm -hmm. seeing, like, oh, these... Like they just they don't know. Yeah, they're innocent, and we did, and we still we still screwed it up. And I think that's a powerful message about what's wrong with humans' <laughs> way I, of thinking. I actually, in one of the trivia thingies, um, it the the Jennifer Lawrence's character mentions the Chick Chicks Chicksalub asteroid, um, that hit Earth sixty six million years ago, the dinosaur killing mm. extinction event, and it was that was the same. It was ten kilometers wide and and resulted in seventy five percent of all the planet dying, and it, it so they they kind of based. Um, they base that asteroid on the actual asteroid that that hit. And, sure. Yeah. So, but with what's that's really interesting because despite the fact that we know that this is a possibility and it's happened before, we we still can't utilize our intelligence to deal with the problem. Well, that's the thing. Like, if we were How a perfect AI machine that could always make the correct decisions based on just you know rationality and systemic yeah. mathematical thinking, 
no problem. It would be a no-brainer. Yeah. They yeah. would have sent the things up and destroyed the thing. And it'd be, but, yeah. like, but we have all these other <laughs> biological We're needs. Like, but money. But <laughs> money. But money or just... But self-preservation. Or self, self or what, just what would that be? What, pleasure. Uh, anything, that, anything in the moment Greed. that causes you to make an emotional decision to right. do something or not do something yeah. it is what causes us to make bad long-term de- decisions decision. and so yeah we're not we're not a perfect rational decision-making machine machine especially in large groups interesting right and so interesting. and so that is what that is it's perfect in explaining <laughs> the nature of the human mind i think <laughs> so i oh. really enjoyed it for that reason yeah um anyway i yeah. enjoyed a lot about it and there was a lot I loved the fact that when they were telling him, I mean, I'll, I won't go on quoting forever what yeah. I thought was good, but when they're like, explain it to people, uh, but don't don't talk about math. No math. And he's like, but it's, it's, all, but it's all math. But it's all math. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Because like, when you're involved in trying to explain science to people, you're like, well, make it easily digestible yeah. for people. And so you have to dumb it down you know, to yeah. a point where it's meaningless yeah. and and. And, and then it gets it gets tossed aside because it doesn't sound really sciencey and accurate. Right. And so it's a, you you really you can't win. Like yeah. it'd be great if everyone was just really interested in these details, but yeah. they're not. And yeah. and so instead you're supposed to default to the to the public health officials who are the ones who've been studying this for 20 years right. and you let them guide you, but we don't do that anymore. Suddenly no. we're questioning the experts. Yeah. And that is because of our our ability to Google whatever the hell we want. And <laughs> yeah, this, it's this really made me feel bad for scientists. It should have because <laughs> they because have... They, they're in the same boat because they're humans. Yes. You're a human, right, Justin? I think. I so think. you know you, but you have to kind of walk around in this state of science mind, you know, and and still be in the state of like, well, I, I really need to eat supper now, and yeah. I need to like uh, have a bath and. I'd really like to uh, watch some TV, you know, so to be <laughs> torn, it must be horribly frustrating. It's great well, to be ignorant. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's, what's interesting is like, I, like I'm not, you know, I, I'm just an idiot mostly, but I really like <laughs> science and I really like um, communicating about it. And so it's really easy to get in your own head, in your own world, where you're just like Leonardo is yelling at people, he's like, can't, don't you understand? This is how it is. And so like, <laughs> it's hard to remember what it's like not to have spent 20 years studying astrophysics right. and, to, and to, to try and explain it to someone who doesn't care and doesn't know about yeah. it. And so the burden becomes, when, like Dave, like you become an expert in, in building material stuff. And instead of like you, you taking a week to try and explain <laughs> me how to how to mud and tape a drywall, you'll just be like, let me do it <laughs> right. because it'll be faster. And I should allow you to do it because you're better at it than I am. Yep. But the problem is, I feel like <laughs> for the analogy, like it'd be like Ashley and I see Dave drywalling and you'd be like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Let me do it. I'll, I know how to do it. But like yeah. we should be defaulting to the to expert. To the person who has the knowledge and experience. Yeah. So yeah. the difficulty is you, Dave, being the expert trying to figure out how to communicate to other people that they shouldn't be doing that yep. thing and that they should trust you. I think so that's, the, that's I, the tension. My, I, my big like, and piggybacking on that, my big like about this movie is that I think there are a lot of folks who might not necessarily have that interest in science or that interest in climate change, or maybe they're just tired of hearing about it, just mm-hmm. like how we're tired of hearing about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It, it happens, fatigue. And this movie has popped up and it's got all these big names in it and it's Adam McKay, who's a well-known you know, maker of comedy and funny movies. And I just, I really like that, that this movie probably pulled in an audience that didn't necessarily want to see it. 
I think so. Although I like I, that. <laughs> I have a question about that because yeah. some of the criticism of the film was that it was unclear who his audience was because was, at right. some point he, you know, the the elite president, like when Jonah Hill is up and he's yelling, oh, you're all just a bunch of rednecks, right? And yeah. so like, <laughs> we like, okay, so he's making fun of like these elitist Trump people who are actually uh, don't <laughs> well no but like who are elitist but like are making fun of their base right secretly yes but then you're also making fun of the base you're making fun of the rednecks or whatever in mm-hmm. in the crowd and so this film is is making fun of both at which point who is it trying to convince because like if you're not appealing to the people who are skeptical of science yeah um and you're not appealing to like the billionaires or the politicians then who is it that's going to respond to this is it just the scientists or the people who already believe in climate change but don't you think that's the point like i feel i feel like that's exactly what he set out to do is to make it so ambiguous that when you look like people are really quick everything is quick nowadays tiktok and you you um you only have a few seconds to like uh, to catch someone's attention mm-hmm. and get them to click in and to you know subscribe and link and blah 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 so with this movie i feel like it was it, it, he got all the right people he's you know he's got the history of of making these types of movies so i think he almost capitalized on that and and was intending to pull in all kinds of audiences that would not maybe perhaps have have been interested in this movie otherwise that may be true uh, yeah I, I know the criticisms have been like he may be alienating some some folks uh, yeah. who would be pulled in because they're like I liked Anchorman there was dick jokes whatever yeah. uh, <laughs> and so they didn't respond to this because they're like is he making fun of this. me you know? but I don't know if I don't know if they would because it's so it, it, for a long like it's it, I don't know it's comedic and then all of a sudden it gets serious but then they pull you back into the comedy and like so he's just I, I don't know I thought he actually intertwined the real existential crisis of climate change yeah. with the comedy so well, well that it was I will agree with you that I think if I had to get on my my little soapbox to be to say how do we get people to give a crap about stuff yep and I think the answer is art and comedy yes I feel like you will you will pull more people into your messaging if you can make them laugh and not feel stupid yep. and give them something that they appreciate yes uh, and like people are very much appreciate to Leonardo DiCaprio and J-Law uh, getting killed in the end by a comet like I feel <laughs> like that like that really does create a sense of like oh god and yep. so an emotional response is good yep. to a piece of art yeah uh, and that makes you more emotional to the message I'm, yep. and I'm hoping for science communicators or people in general that we use the you know the medium of comedy to help pull people in to this systemic change that we require yep. in our societies in order to prevent uh, impending extinction level climate change from killing us all so yeah. I think it's it's that it's that whole thing it's the it's the spoonful of sugar it's like yeah. uh, you know the daily show or any of these comedy yes. slash news shows 22 yep. minutes where they're telling you the information, but they're doing it in a comedic way, which makes it somehow easier to digest, somehow easier to take. I agree. And it's and not as they, threatening, maybe. It's not as threatening, and it's not as absolute. People that would absolute. never watch the news because it's too depressing will turn on The Daily Show. Oh, like or the Colbert John Report or, yeah. Yeah, or whatever, any of those Seth, Seth Meyers. And the information is still there, but like you say, yeah, that, I, that makes sense. I agree. I mean, mm. is that going to be the, the, the thing that finally... <laughs> changes the tide and we all do the right thing no no because in the end it's the elites and the powerful and the politicians that need to be changed and i don't know how to change their minds but at least it's nice to have 
with a lot of people on board, galvanized public, yeah. maybe that helps. On the same page, electing representatives that I don't say know the answer. that they... <laughs> well, okay, but more what? comedies is what I want. Yeah. Wow, we really love this thing. I guess We've so. We've been going we on and great. on and We've on. We've been talking a long time. And yeah. This, yeah. This, this is all likes. Yeah. Wait, what about... Wait, before we move out of the likes thing, I actually missed this piece, um, but apparently there was a post... Uh, there was a post-post credit scene and end there was the Meryl Streep getting killed by the eaten by the thing and then there was another one where Jonah comes out of the rubble I was in the bathroom during that but apparently it was really (laughs) crying on the floor (laughs) well it was just it was more of him being him you know he comes out yeah he comes out of the rubble he's like mom mom where are you like I'm I'm the last man on earth and he's trying to use his cell phone he's like it's me, Joe, or whatever. Yeah, he immediately yeah, yeah. starts posting and oh trying to get God. likes and stuff. Okay. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and whatever. subscribe. Which apparently he improvised all that. And like okay. they did that, uh, from what I, I saw, they did that shot in like one go because okay. it was really cold or something. <laughs> and it, you know, that's funny. Mm. That's funny too. If, if you're into Jonah Hill. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to jump right in on the grumbles and grace. Okay. Come on and tell me what you don't like. I'm going to tell you what I don't like. All right, Dave, what do you got? Well, I only really had one grumble and gripe about this whole thing, and it was that I was just having this existential thing. I was, like, caught in a loop. Like, I'm watching a show, uh, and I'm being entertained about this movie, about how we would watch and be entertained by... A crisis is happening. You know what I mean? Oh, so you had a you had a crisis. Well, about. I'm like I'm sitting there enjoying this and going, well, yeah, but this is kind of the situation we're in, and I'm <laughs> kind of I looking be enjoying this because we're all sort of siding with the scientists on this. We're siding with them, and I'm siding with them, going, yeah, why can't these stupid people see this? And then like five minutes later, I'm you know done the movie. I'm looking at TikToks. I'm like, what? What am I doing? I'm, I am the problem. You are the problem, right? I and know. then I was like, but I but I saw the movie, so you have some kind of righteous indignation that you're somehow on the side of the scientists. Oh, but God. then five minutes later, you're like off, you know, doing your stupid nonsense that's probably think, contaminating Dave, uh, the planet. I think you should be forgiven for that because, like, like I'm trying to say, like that is because of your biology that is how we are trained to deal with things. We're yeah, not. But I want to go back to being stupid and ignorant. I just want to be. <laughs> I mean, that's what alcohol's for. I guess, but I mean, you know, wouldn't it be great to just not, I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, you get to a point where you, when you see things that you can't then unsee, and then you have to live with that mm. in your, in your consciousness. And I guess that's where we are with a lot of this stuff is we see these things, we see them unhappening. We're powerless on, on some level, we're all some powerless to do anything. Head in the sand. Yeah. So what do we do? Do we get high like Jennifer Lawrence did for this movie? Right. Right? I mean, that's exactly (laughs) our all of our impulses are going towards this. Like, I just got to get away from this. I got to go eat something. I got to go, you know, watch something else or I got to distract myself or it's uh, it's hard. It's hard to be in this state, which is what Mm. I was asking about the yeah feeling bad for scientists. And even in this, though, they both of them kind of at some point pull out like Leo pulls out. And he, he kind of falls for being like the celebrity the guy. He yeah. falls for the celebrity. He has an affair. You know, he falls into that. But then, you know, shocks himself out of it and is like, oh, wait a whoa, second. Whoa, whoa, hang yeah. on. We're going to die. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> but I think, and I don't, I bet you even, you know, the best scientists are in that same boat, right? Like they just seesaw back between, you know, <sighs> holy God, we know this horrible yeah. thing. But at the it's same time. It's a little time, exhausting, to be honest. Well, I always <laughs> wonder, like, or, or for like Greta 
Thunberg, Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She like her whole life, all day, every day, is you know this. Yeah. And shouting into the wind, you know, screaming into the abyss, yeah. and nobody really doing much. And uh, <clears throat> like at least science, I feel like scientists, you can continue making discoveries, and you're like, well, maybe, maybe. There'll this be a thing I find that, that really or, convinces people. Whereas yeah. I feel like if you're an activist, my I, I don't know how they keep I don't know how they the keep energy it up. level up. I don't know yeah. how she does it. Yeah, because yeah. she's she's <sighs> right and she's and she, and she, we all seem to acknowledge and nod along with her rightness, but and yet nothing, nothing changes, changes and it yeah. seems not just change. or it, it just evolves worse. into like there's a glimpse of that where he's sitting in front of his computer and he's in like a comment war with oh, somebody. Oh, I love that. You know? That was so funny. His wife's like, well, let's go for a walk. And he's like too busy, like just trying to come up with a good comeback to somebody who's like uh, slagging him, you know? You know, I literally had that today. Like someone had commented on on something I I had written and, you know, it was one of these like comments more than a question. And and so I was like, oh, I should help them by providing extra information because what they said isn't correct. And here I know the right information. And I'm like, wow. Is that a useful use of your time? Use of my time? Yeah. No. Like getting in a <laughs> getting in an online argument or discussion with one individual who's never gonna care, and I'm like, and so for science, it becomes very difficult to know what yep. what is the most useful thing you can do to shift the needle. Yeah. And it's not getting into Twitter fights. No. Right. No. It, and it is. Um, but it is publishing blog articles and writing books. Don't maybe or maybe not or or whatever <laughs> or or these marches and like. I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows because things don't seem to be getting better. So I don't, this is a thing like for personally, I don't have an answer to. And I struggle with like Dave's struggling with like, why am I on TikTok while the world is burning? I'm struggling (laughs) with, should I get in Twitter fights? And I'm just crying in the shower. Crying drunk on the floor. Like (laughs) we're all dealing with it. And we're all dealing with it. (laughs) Semi questionable ways. Oh Oh my God. So, Um, so, okay. So you didn't like, you didn't like your life or you didn't like your situation. I didn't like the, the uncomfortable position this left me in. I, okay. I wasn't on the floor crying, but I was like, I was like berating myself. Oh, for being, you're self-flagellating. Yeah, okay. self-flagellating. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, but even, I mean, that's, I guess that's because you, you said in the movie, Leo has this moment where he goes off and he, he gets glamour and fame and stuff. Well, and Jennifer Lawrence has a give up moment where she's just working at the, the, the what's it, the... Um, what's that called? Huh? A convenience store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and hooking up with Timothy Chalamet with his shitty long hair. Oh, a grape! I I hated Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> Chalamet's chalet. Whatever his long hair. His hair. Yeah, but apparently it he, it was not cut because of lockdown. And then he had a meeting with the director in Zoom, and the director told him not to sh- to cut it. So. Ashley's like the trivia queen on this one. I've got I'm very it impressed. all. Well, <laughs> what about other things you didn't like, Ashley? Um. Oh gosh, what else do I have? Uh, it was really long. The movie was very long. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, 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 I was so exhausted by the end of it because I was sitting there just, just same as Dave. Like, oh, I'm laughing at this movie. Oh, but this is real life. Oh, should I be laughing at this movie? Oh my God, I'm sad. Oh, but that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like it was an emotional roller coaster. Okay. It was exhausting. It was an exhausting to watch movie. Ugh. So uh, for me, like I, that sometimes I, I was talking about the tone, like they're trying to maintain this like comedy tone and serious tone. And sometimes I didn't, I didn't like it. Like some of the, 
some of the times it was too silly and stupid. Yeah. For for me. Yeah. Um. So, th- but that's a real hard line well, to walk. And that's probably the piece of things where Adam McKay is trying to cater to those Anchorman fans yeah. and and get that silly yeah. shit in, but and also mix in the big show. He he really it seems like he's really trying to because Anchorman was ages ago. So was Anchorman too. Yeah. Big Short was more like what ten years ago. And and I think I think he's known he's so well known for those two things that in this movie he. I, I, I don't know. This is just a guess, but maybe he's feeling like he needs to be recognized for both of those things. Sure. That's a good way to so, put it. And, yeah. And so and sometimes I don't know if that was super successful. Exactly. There's a few moments where it really. Yeah. And I think that's what people are clashes. complaining about. Yeah. Uh, so that, I, uh, let's see. There, there's some slowness to it. Yep. Um, um, uh, there's one thing I'll talk about when we get to the scene that didn't need to be in there. So I'll wait on that. But I, <laughs> you know what? Like we talked about before, the the tech billionaire guy is like, you're going to die alone. My software has calculated that you're going to die alone. Yeah. I thought that speech was weird. And I, I don't yeah. know why that was even in there. But yeah. then later on when they got to the joke of the whatever, the Broncosaurus or, yeah. you know, eats you. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, it's in there to service this upcoming final joke. Yeah. But, like, but it's also in there to show that um, Leo's character beats the odds. And ends up not dying alone because he he changes his behavior, sure, and so is able to then but die I, with family. But I just it seemed like, I know what like you mean. why are we even including all of that? <laughs> like, I think they I, were I, also just trying to hammer home just the hubris of the tech part. Like this sure. guy, they he had it so figured out he knew how people were going to die. Yeah. Like this is, but yet it yeah, is over true. the top and weird. And I just didn't yeah. like that speech. There's something yeah. about that whole conversation I found off putting. I know. So I didn't know. Good one. Good I didn't one. know if I like that. No, so those are a couple things I didn't like, but. Hmm. Dave, does you have more? No, that was it. Just me over here Pers- suffering, uh, <laughs> self-flagellating, <laughs> just crying. wondering why I have the uh. Uh, audacity to exist. <laughs> I wonder that about you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh. it's just what your about- in-your-face existence drives people crazy. <laughs> okay, how about You're a such scene? such an over-the-top character, Dave. How about Calm a scene down. that doesn't need to be in there? This didn't need to be in there. Why, oh, why did they include this scene? This didn't need to be in there. Well, I have the one locked oh and loaded. Yes. I have. It's probably the same as mine. Oh, let's hear yours. Do you want to say them? No, I, I can't. <laughs> I, it'll never be the same words. You, you, what is your? Any and all scenes with Ariana Grande. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I just, I, they were. I don't get me wrong. I love Ariana Grande. For all the fans out there, she's great. Her music is great. She's gorgeous and talented. I just, it was so. The movie was already so long. Mm-hmm. I just felt like that. Just, it was completely irrelevant. They could have cut it out, and it would change nothing. Exactly. I'll give you that. Yeah. And now, what they could have done maybe is had a post-credit scene of the song. You know, the mm. Just Look Up song, which was pretty interesting. It was funny, yeah. and it, it could, but it wasn't. It wasn't funny enough. I thought okay. I don't know I had that in my likes because yeah. I well I thought she was hilarious as just like the the empty-headed like pop But we star, already you know? had empty-headed people. We had Jonah. I, but I know, had... but but something very specific to American culture is everything needs a soundtrack, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, do you okay. remember when? Um, maybe you don't remember this, Ashley, but when that whole first run came out with Al Gore and um, Oh yeah, Inconvenient, Inconvenient Truth, Truth. Yeah. yeah, and they had concerts. They have to, you got to have a concert. So oh, then they okay. had the end of, end of the world concert <laughs> and this one. And it's like they have to have this thing, this right? Live eight, like they try Live to tackle these problems by having rich celebrity people come out and <laughs> sing about it, right? Which, ironically, Leo DiCaprio is a rich celebrity who's constantly when he gets jabbering about, about, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so this is is what they do is they like, okay, well, rich people, like she had that thing, save the manatees or whatever, like a portion of my proceeds go to to save the manatees. (laughs) 
so I it's just, that, I, to me it was like okay that's that's that so checks out that would be exactly what they would need <laughs> here as a All soundtrack right. okay so as far as them um trying to predict what would happen in this situation that actually would be quite accurate so it probably <laughs> should stay in okay. okay all right well i got something similar okay what'd you have i thought they could have completely left out the storyline where uh, doctor was his name dr mindy and brie had a, a, a an, an affair. affair okay because mm-hmm. I, I like it did drag a little bit it was a little bit there's yeah, too much was something needed to be cut out yeah and, yeah and i don't know mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that he was famous and then and realized it got to his he head shouldn't, and it got to his head yeah but i don't like the fact that he had an affair with this woman because it didn't see that as a possibility it seemed very odd like her being predatory fine but him responding to it seemed odd and i didn't maybe they just it was that drama factor they wanted something well you just need a love affair right yeah seems you have to like shoehorn one in because they were because they were trying to have a love affair between jennifer and timothy chalamet that was odd i thought that was odd odd too but like at least yeah at least it was cute i don't know i don't know but like i didn't i agree it was odd it was it wasn't really necessary and it it kind of just it was there wasn't enough time to develop it yes and there wasn't enough time to develop the him getting reconciling with his wife at the end it was so that last scene where they're trying to reconcile was so i think i think it would have been just as good and just as effective if he got had the fame go to his head and he was constantly away from home and he wasn't talking to his wife much anymore and was distant and and then he realized oh no this is serious i you know i should be spending time with my i agree with you 100 percent yeah it just it it you know not that I know that much about his character or yeah. have that deep of an opinion, <laughs> yeah. but I felt like it was out Odd. of character yeah. for him to do that. And yeah. in any event, I, I just, I, it was it uncomfortable was, yeah. in the sense that I don't think it needed to be there and it could have been trimmed out and it yeah. would have been tighter. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So. And, you know, I, I it's good. I think that one is better. The, the, the Chalamet and Jennifer Lawrence one was arguably it made sense for her character because she was in this weird place where nobody wanted to be around her and she was a I social agree. pariah and yeah. and so i guess that in a way was okay but for yeah no i like it mm-hmm. i agree and hmm. dave what did you have? so we'll keep well, ariana but... grande and get rid of oh okay sure beth or, <laughs> beth or whatever the hell her name was uh brie <laughs> brie there we yeah. go yeah <laughs> Maybe have him have a relationship with Ariana Grande instead. Ooh. Well, just, uh, just as plausible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although she was quite brutal to him in that green room yeah, scene. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Shut up, old man. Like, yeah. yeah sure. I, I just didn't, I just didn't <laughs> think weird. that needed to be there. Oh, but um, there was a moment where, um, this is a random thing, but uh, around one hour and 41 minutes, a QR code appears on the screen. Again, what is up with movies and QR codes these days? Did you follow it? If you scan it, the oh. link opens up a YouTube video called Ariana Grande and Kid Cuddy just look up full performance video. Oh, excellent. So there's that. And also there's apparently a phone number in the movie that comes up to call for peace of mind. Um, 1-800-532-4500 roots to America's hottest talk line where hot girls are waiting to talk. (laughs) That's pretty funny. How random. Yeah. Hmm. I'm throwing out all this random trivia. Did you give us your scene that didn't need to be in there? Uh, No, but I would say that final... Uh, mid uh, credit scene. Oh, the Brontosaurus. Where they go, it's 23,000. Because it's, it's so ridiculous. And <laughs> I think it would have been so much more apt if yeah. their getaway ship is like trying to clear the atmosphere. 
and it gets hit by like something that was what they were gonna do like a, a billboard or something you know or like <laughs> the something. red tesla that the, the oh is that what into, yeah the actual elon musk tesla roadster vehicle that they launched into space it would have been great if it hit the rocket and well because it's died. to me it was like oh this is the titanic moment right like this yeah. is the hubris of like well we can solve you know this is we'll we solve any problem and then it just runs into like so that was supposed to be the ending and or, then and then meryl streep had this improvised idea and, for the thing i i know yeah. the original ending was that they land on the planet oh yeah and and there's all these like i did like the fact that it was mostly old white guys yeah, yeah. who have no skills or all pasty <laughs> true, 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 yeah. and uh and they were they're like okay we need to build the shelters and someone's like well the the pod with all the builders was destroyed and so one guy's like oh it's like well i'll give you a billion billion dollars to to build oh, yes, the yes. shelter and they're just like no i'll give you i don't I'll know give you I'll give you two billion dollars so then, yeah they, that's i did like the fact that they were all naked like old white guys and yeah. i thought that was perfect i oh, enjoyed that oh um apparently so the the person who played meryl streep's body double the woman with the back tattoo okay. um apparently leonardo dicaprio had a really hard time with that and tried to convince adam mckay not to use a, 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 a body because he didn't think because meryl streep is like the queen of 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 what yeah, was he the, was quite he, he was thought really, she was like royalty right? yeah so that's why, what it was it's it's not necessary to show her naked and, and they and, really shouldn't be they they shouldn't be having someone who looks like that as meryl streep oh that's <laughs> but meryl streep picked that she wanted that <laughs> I, I love that that tramp stamp as yes it was great I, you know on an aside I, <laughs> I when i was in i was visiting california and i stayed at this very famous tattoo artist's house oh and over her house was a plaque that said this house was built by sons on ass cracks because all these rich LA girls would go and get this same tramp stamp tattoo and oh she's like god. that was she's like that's how I earned my money oh my god so anyway that's this house was built by sons, sons on ass on cracks, ass cracks. Nice. oh my god anyway do you have a scene you wish you were in I wish I was in that scene it's really freaking cool yeah really freaking cool I wish I was in that scene don't you I have one. Go. Do you? Oh, I do. The scene where Leo flips out and screams mm-hmm. about like, you're all going to die. You're not <laughs> listening to me. It was so cathartic. cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I would just because like I like to rant and monologue, you know, but you're not supposed to do that when you're in science communication. Yeah. 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 You're supposed to be level headed and reasonable. But like, man, oh, man. <laughs> I would love to just be able to get up and scream about something that people are fundamentally misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, And and I think a lot of... a scientists lot of scientists are like, oh man, that's exactly, that's the, that little guy, that little angry yelling science guy, <laughs> he's in all of us and he wants to come out and yell on national TV. But maybe the, that should be a whole new genre, like just yelling podcast, angry Justin. science guy. <laughs> oh, it's so angry funny. science guy. Justin but, but it would also be angry science guy yelling at other angry science guy well, about you know, like, well, that, you're misunderstanding what I'm, you know. You know what was, was quite famous a while back was there was a, a video of bill nye have you seen that where he yes. like sets a, a globe on fire yeah like just, <laughs> he right. actually did the angry science guy thing yeah 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 what there's about- nothing like a like a like me like a thin <laughs> white middle-aged man getting upset about something right on. to make people really respond. i actually really love bill nye he's i like great. him too but uh i enjoy taste. his rants i enjoy his rants what about you ashley what do you want to be in? my scene um that i wish <laughs> wish i was in was the moment so obviously Obviously, there's this joke about the general who tries, who who makes them give him money, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that it's free, and it Loved just keeps it. going all the way through the movie. 
Well, I would have, if I was in that moment, I would have been, he would have come up to me with these snacks and water and given them to me and then demanded the $20. And I'd be like, who the, who asked you to get this food for me? I didn't ask you. I didn't order this. Who ordered this? Did you order this? Did you order, like, who ordered this? It's very Take non, it back. That's very non-Canadian of you. <laughs> I oh. would not have paid $20 for this shit because oh, I it was paid. so I ridiculous. Dave, yeah. we would have paid. No way, oh, yeah, Jose. I probably would have given him a tip as well. Yeah, I would have been the guy that said, <laughs> yeah. oh, just keep the change. You I know? appreciate no, you. I would have, I would have seen that this was odd i would have thought that it was insane that this general is asking me for money i would have said sorry how much do you make like are you asking me for money right now all right i just i would have been <laughs> indignant and i i i know that because the moment it happened i forced my boyfriend to pause the movie so i could say what the fuck is going on here why is this general asking them for money uh, no like yeah. what, what are we Dave, doing we need ashley in our <laughs> life as like our our social bodyguard to help navigate <laughs> awkward situations for us when we're too meek and yeah, meek. somebody just, just like cuts you off and in, in yeah, traffic just, just kick just, ashley hey, out she'd be like hey what are you doing yeah that's what we need i have a i have a i should have uh, i should have been raised in new york or something i, I know you have a there. very u.s new york vibe <laughs> happening I'm I can, I can, I can handle these moments. I, like, right. them. I what, like them. And Dave, what, what scene do you wish? I, you, is it going to be a service industry? No, no, I've kept it. Although I could, it could. <laughs> no, 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 never mind. I would just be. I kind of wanted to be in all these White House briefing room uh, <laughs> scenes, like where the. Because I'd heard as well in the trivia that like one of these, they spent all day just like Jonah Hill just improving lines and yeah. like and Meryl <laughs> Streep as well like just to be around these people because I'm a bit of an improv nerd and I'd love to oh just watch these guys like just bouncing off firing each other yeah, you know yeah. firing stuff oh, around I, and I bet you it would be hilarious because I think it, Jennifer Lawrence is quite funny as well okay so. okay wait as it turns out the scene so Jennifer Lawrence's character is constantly getting high and stuff so she went really method and she decided to um, ask for permission from Adam McKay to get high in the you know in the scene where she first meets Meryl Streep where they go and to tell her about the, yeah. the comet she's, she's high? 100% high really? and everyone apparently was fucking with her and trying to like <laughs> make it make it harder for her and um Ooh, and so amazing. yeah she was genuinely high when she meets uh when she meets president orlean for the first time how fascinating <laughs> yeah yeah it was great. dave I, I agree i i wouldn't mind being in the room to to listen or to help participate in trading insults yeah that would It'd be, be fun. so much fun and if i needed to be i could be like with craft services or something i could just be bringing them like food see there you go you that's know. the dave i know and love <laughs> bringing people sandwiches wait what about the uh you could have been the guy selling the 600 hundred dollar shovels at the very end <laughs> yeah that's true that's pretty funny yeah that's a lucrative business so uh, we've come to the end of all of this. I mean, there's trivia, I suppose, right? Well, I, I have thought, a couple left, yeah. Oh, my God. You still have more? God. <laughs> you got the entire IMBD. I went in. I was super curious about stuff like this. I just, I love finding out. All right. Give us, your, give us your top well, three. All right. Top number one is we have to, um, we have to understand a sciencey fact here. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, yes, the, um, the movie is, is based on this, you know, meteor um, hitting the earth and then you know killing everybody so the effect of a 10 kilometer meteor strike on earth would be near fatal to life on earth but not in the immediately catastrophic way that they depict in the movie so it would actually like it, atmospheric problem. yes it would the effect would Nuclear lower the winter. temperature and block the sun yeah. and it would lead to extinction of life on the planet but over months and years it wouldn't be sure, so sure, sure. instant and not dramatic. like a giant so the cormac tsunami. mccarthy road style exactly exactly <laughs> so we just have to you know obviously other than the damage that's done of the comet but okay. so we just have to just, just a little fact check there you know yeah. just to make sure and then number 
two is that apparently Jennifer Lawrence filmed most of her scenes with a broken tooth because she could not get it fixed during the pandemic, and the missing tooth was added in post-production. Whoa, which nice. tooth? I, d- I don't know. I couldn't find out which tooth it was. I think it was. it was a veneer. Like, she has, like... You know, like all rich yeah. Hollywood people. Like but it was added in post-production. Oh, That's the wild part. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what is going That's on an here? interesting fact. Wow. I cool. know. Okay. It was super, super weird. Um, and then I think we've hit all of my main. Oh, and then the last one was that she apparently spent like more than a month learning how to rap that Wu-Tang Clan song. Ama- <laughs> I, that was on my list of likes. I'm like, she sort of really okay, knows this song. But apparently she hated it. It was the worst thing she's ever had to do. And oh. she did not enjoy it at all. She was she had such a hard time memorizing it. It took her weeks. And then apparently they used barely like five seconds. Because yeah. she did the whole thing. And then they just cut it to like five seconds. Oh, the Wow. So that's my last little trivia Well, it was worth it. Thank you, Jennifer, for your <laughs> sacrifice. It was yes, funny. It was mm-hmm. very cool to see you do that. Yeah. Well done. And cool. thanks for getting Jayla. high. And yeah, thanks yeah. for getting high for this movie. I appreciate you. She made a lot of sacrifices. <laughs> Toothless, <laughs> high, <laughs> rapid Weird Wu-Tang. hair. Just the brutal life of an actor Yeah, I know. Days. must be different. Oh, my okay. God. That's Great. the end of my trivia. <laughs> I'm assuming we all recommend this to everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, um, Just for make sure. sure that you've got tissues and maybe some pot and... You know, and just and, and just pre-warn somebody. That Say bombs. this isn't something you want to watch on your birthday. You <laughs> no. know, like, yeah. hey, here's a good birthday yeah. movie. I wasn't prepared. I really genuinely was not prepared for how intense and real mm-hmm. lifey it was going to be. I thought it would be a lot more lighthearted. Yeah. And uh, that caught me by surprise. So just beware that when you get into this, it's going to be legit. Yeah, I'm assuming everyone <laughs> listening has already heard. Buy some bath bombs. Buy some bath bombs. <laughs> or some shower floor bombs. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know why you're on Just the roll bombs. around and just I a lather. I was trying to relax of... and have a shower and calm down, and it didn't work. Well, apparently yeah. not. S- <laughs> smelling like coffee and oh. whatever. Bath, well, bath bombs smell like, I don't know, bubble I, gum and coffee. Do they, coffee and bubble gum? do they still make those? I thought that was a 90s Oh, thing. my God, they do. Go to the farmer's market. Yeah, and, go to Lush. Have you not been to Lush? Do you no, don't Lush shop is, Lush? Lush is Nobody yucky. goes to Lush, Lush anymore. Lush is yucky. It's really? Not, it's what? very intense and gross. Guys, and... I feel like this fancy soap thing has come and gone. <laughs> no, it hasn't. See, this is what I mean. Dave, no. we're back on fancy. the merits of fancy soap as <laughs> opposed to talking about climate change. All right, the merits of fancy soap. A lovely lady that sells very good... Very few ingredient soaps at Anaganish uh, Farmer's Market on Saturdays. There you go. All right. For all our international fans. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is. pop by the fancy soap, lady. Get yourself some soap. And remember, you're all going to die. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for joining us on this uplifting and fun podcast. And we will catch you next week. Oh, wait. Shoot. No, oh, wait. wait a second. What were we watching next week? Oh, right. <laughs> that Damn it. I thought that was a great place Justin, to end. Justin, I told you I could take this on. Fine. And Flicks just... patrol me. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's Justin's see handing got. it over. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, three know. strikes and you're out, Justin. That's I, it. I just screwed it. I screwed it. It's like every other time I forget. Uh-oh. It's still. <laughs> Number uh, one is. Oh, it's still don't look up. Great. movies. Okay. Um, What's the number one show? Uh, oh, no. What is going on? Oh, ah, Justin. Oh, I'm taking the reins back, Dave. <laughs> Go wow. ahead. Oh, my God Lord. damn it. Oh, it's a... Oh, sorry. No, what is it? Cobra Kai. <gasps> Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. And it has a two in it. Like, it looks like a Cobra Kai with a... I think it... Is it number two? I don't understand. Yeah, yes. it's Cobra Kai. It's so, a sequel. Okay. No, it's not a sequel. Have you not seen the Cobra Cobra Kai? Wait, I've seen all. Maybe this I've seen season all seasons. three. Is this season three? Or at least three. Wait, maybe what? four. It looks. Oh, what is going on? Okay, no, I have not seen it. Um, I will have to. Well, I have. I'll watch oh, it all. Oh, so this is the question now because 
I've seen all of Cobra Kai. Do we go back to Cobra Kai season one episode? We can't one? do that. Wait, have you already reviewed it? No. Oh. I think we have to if Ashley hasn't seen it. I have not seen it. Okay, so we're going to watch Cobra Kai season oh, one. Question. Have yeah. you seen The Karate Kid? Oh, my God. Th- so long ago. I will rewatch it before I watch Cobra Kai. Wait, should I? Should I rewatch it? Why Wait. do you not know Karate Kid by heart? What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Have you never been bullied? Wait, have you never had the your milk have. money stolen guys, from you guys, as a listen, child? My generation, the bully movie was Mean Girls. It wasn't uh, Karate Kid. I still it was watch Mean Girls. Psychological you... bullying. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, just a bunch of like like bros beating you, you up on the beach and smashing your radio over your head. Yeah. No, that wasn't. That okay. was not my well, life. <laughs> I wouldn't go. I wouldn't necessarily watch Karate Kid again. Just go in with the knowledge you currently have. Okay. All right. Season one, episode one of, of Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai, and I've seen all seasons and I quite enjoy it. And so okay. I'm going to probably watch the new season, but I'll go back and watch season one, episode one. All right. And let's that hear. Be interesting. It'll okay. be interesting. I'm very interested to I'm see what's going on with you. Cobra Kai. Because Dave, Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, these things are seminal. Close. That was this like a, that very was, important for me. All right, yeah, Mr. This Miyagi. This is like one of the. The pinnacle movies of my Does generation. it take place in Japan? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for this. <laughs> All right. We'll, great. we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you could do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you got a bit of extra cash to kick around and want to support the show financially, check us out on whyarepeoplewatchingthis.com. There's a link there to support the show. The music you hear during the show is written and produced by me and my very talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.